Hello, gatherers. Here at Indie Comics, we love supporting the publishers that make creator-owned stories. If you are looking for a new book and fresh adventures, check out Aspen Comics. They have many comics from Eternal Soulfire to Fathom Blue to Onibas, Swords of the Demon, Lucia Ohms, Lola XOXO. Aspen Comics deserves to be on anyone's shelf. Please shop at your local comic book store. Hello, gatherers. This show is brought to you by ComicWow.com. If you love comics, check out ComicWow.com, your media hub devoted to comics, the comic industry, and the pop culture that surrounds it. Now, on with the show. Welcome to the Indie Comics section. Join us as we take you through the pages of some of the best stories and art that is available in the comic book industry. From trivia to book discussions to interviews to insider looks, this is Indie Comics with Jeff. Welcome once again to another wacky and zany episode of Indie Comics. I am your host, Jeff, and I'm pretty sure you've heard me a time or two on The Gathering, on many a spot, and just whatever other shows you've had the pleasure of listening to. Today is the 16th of March, 2016, and let us just see who else is with me here this fine day. This is Tyler. Oh, welcome once again, Tyler. You're always welcome back as usual. And without further ado, let us broaden your horizons now when visiting your local comic book shop with another dose of Indie Comics with Jeff. Now, for this particular episode, we are going to be looking at more in-depth of the great uh, book uh, Midnight Tiger that we have already talked about in some of our earlier episodes, especially in the last episode when one of the couple of last episodes, actually, in which we were interviewing uh, Ray Anthony at, was a long, at, 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 at Long Beach. And we were getting an insight to what his mindset was when he was creating this particular world, the characters. Now we're going to go into the nitty-gritty and give you our impressions about what the story is all about with what we have read. And I tell you, it is just a wonderful story so far. What did you think, Tyler? I really, really like this uh, this whole series, or the three issues. The three that issues that we have out thus far, at least. Because the unfortunate thing is, is that it's just uh, well issues zero through two so far. We just haven't had the opportunity to have more because of, well, we've heard pretty much what happened with that. So all we can hope for is that he eventually gets what he needs to be pumping out more of these issues because there's just, there's so many things about this story that are just good. I mean, what are some of the things that stand out to you particularly about it that, that you were impressed with? Well, I really like the character Midnight Tiger. I like, um, yeah, I, I like his persona. I like his alias and I like, you know, kind of the world. Where it's like they do have a Justice League, and they're like they're all they do is protect us once a year. What do they do the rest of the time? Like, he, like I love like the line where he says, "He goes, you know, it, it, there, there's a difference between you know uh, us being feeling safe from like an alien invasion sure, and sure. not being able to go out at 11 p.m. at night." Exactly. It, it if anything, it makes me kind of almost think that there was that. Um, I think that was almost Ray Anthony's ode to the difference between the Silver Age of comics and the Bronze Age of comics, because remember. In the Bronze Age of comics, that's where you had many of these superheroes starting to tackle social issues of the day. And it wasn't always just about the particular next alien invasion of Earth or something like that. So I think that was a good reference that he had there. Not to mention that, yeah, there is this Justice League-like group out there, or however you want to call them, and they are saving the world maybe one day or two out of the year, and yet for most of the other time, nobody sees them at all. They're they're thought to be pretty much just non-existent and you know people have de 
definite opinions about that, as well as the uh, villains that also do that as well. And we got introduced to, to many of those villains throughout uh, throughout the story. Uh, my particular one was the uh, was the bum that was all uh, had the fire about him, and he walked right yeah, into, into that place. The Inferno guy, yeah, and he just goes right into the bar, and he just incinerates the whole place. I mean, these kind of things are what really draws you into the storyline. It's very character centered, and that's what I love about this. Now, um, another point that I think is uh, worth noting is this story is chock full of references from Marvel and DC. I mean, it's all over the place. I mean, what were, what were some that, were, that particularly stood out to you that probably made you laugh or something like that? Tyler? Oh, my God. There, there was one. It, it, was just, it was just a line. It was just one of the uh, dialogue. Um, it, it, was just, it was a great reference, and now I cannot remember life of me, even I just reread the comics. Um, Oh my god, I can't remember what it was. I mean, I, I like everything. Like it, it showed um, Spider Man is too was it too bright, and then Wolverine was too weird. Oh yeah, that was funny too because much. I remember he was on he was on the computer and he's looking over possible like new um, uh, uh, suits to look over, and he's looking over Wolverine's suit, and all of a sudden he says that suit just looks ridiculous or something like that, and I'm thinking like yeah, you know what. This is an awesome mode to many other things that are out there right now. But it's not even just in those particular subtle references. I mean, just Gavin himself, the, the character that is Midnight Tiger, I mean, he bears such a resemblance to Miles Morales in so many ways. And I just, I, I love that about it too. And yet there's so much about Peter Parker in him. And it really goes back to that point that Ray Anthony has stressed to us time and time again. This story is, imagine if Peter Parker were in Gotham City. And after reading this now, Tyler, do you think that pretty much holds true still by what Ray Anthony said? That if this story, that the best way to describe this story is Peter Parker is in Gotham City. What do you think? Yeah. Um, I mean, he did create it just, just kind of to be like that. But I mean, I, I see that he's kind of a hybrid for me of Nightwing, um, kind of I with his personality. Uh, you know, because he, he, he does want to be his own entity. You know, he does kind of look up. To, to the superheroes, but he's also kind of tired of them, and he wants to do his own thing. Unlike yeah. Spider-Man, where Spider-Man is just like, I can be on a team. Um, exactly. You know, Gavin's pretty, uh, he's pretty independent, which is awesome, uh, which I love from a lot of, you know, a lot of characters out there, and especially, you know, what we were talking about. with When we interviewed Ray, we were talking about, you know, having, um, you know, like uh, ethnic characters and, you know, them kind of being sidekicks or, you know, always being part of the team. But never being the way, lead character like Gavin is in this particular yeah, case. But this way, he, he doesn't want to he doesn't really want to be, you know, he, he kind of just wants to be himself. He wants to be Midnight Tiger. His whole thing is, well, the superheroes are ignoring us. I might as well do something and I'm going to do my own thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, I, I like him a lot. I think I think he's like Spider-Man and Nightwing kind of smashed together, which is what I really like. It does. It does, definitely. And, well, let's be quite honest. I mean, you see a lot of the uh, the Black Panther references in there, too. In fact, even that's another reference that they had right in the thing right there is they had the Black the, the Black Panther look yeah. going all for that. And he's like, nah, I'm not going to be looking for that. It looks a little bit, I think his words were, it looks too ethnic or something. I think no, 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 no. I actually have that panel up right now on com Comixology. It's, oh, okay, uh, you got it up it, it looks just a little too black. And yeah. Panther. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. A little too black and Panther. I remember that. Yeah, definitely. So that's what you got to love about this is that it spoofs so much stuff. So while you're reading this book, guys, to you guys listening at home there, 
you're going to find so many references here that it doesn't read like a serious type of book all the time. You get a lot of good kicks out of this when you're reading this particular book. Well, you, you understand that he's a teenager. I mean, his life isn't too terrible, um, which is actually pretty nice for a comic book character because usually they're they're gloomy and everything kind of just sucks. Like he, his mom is dead. Exactly, uh, and they do make that a point uh, sure, they- into knowing. Um, yeah, like he doesn't have he doesn't he doesn't have a mom, but it doesn't really seem like it bothers him too much. I think no. he's kind of accepted it. You know, we don't know how she died. She probably you know she was probably suffering, and he probably saw her, and she probably and she died. And he was like, you know what? She's not suffering anymore. Um, it doesn't seem like it's bothering him. It bothers his dad, obviously. His dad, yeah, his dad definitely is the scarred one. If you've if you've read, you can see that he's the one that definitely suffers because you know he doesn't want to lose his son, and he almost did because of that. Um, that that hyena type character i forget what his name is at the very beginning basically gave him such a mortal wound and gavin was almost dead and yet then lion's blood i believe his name is comes in to inject yeah, a lion's piece blood. of lion's blood basically injects a piece of uh his uh his uh his essence into him and therefore that's how we get midnight tiger so you get kind of an interesting um origin story with that too it's it's something that really is fresh uh, is fresh and revitalizing in my opinion you don't really see a whole lot of superheroes coming out of the hospital like that suddenly they're on the verge of death and yet <laughs> out of nowhere they're they're just they're given a second chance yeah and what i and what i love is how he constantly has to hide this from his dad just so he can get out at night to be able to do that because his dad wants him to go on bed rest for all that time it's get- like a, it's like a much better kick ass it is kind of a really much better kick-ass in a way. I mean, not that I'm dogging, you know, kick-ass whatsoever. It's a very good story in of itself, but I saw a lot of the parallels to kick-ass as well, and yet it seems more tame, I guess. It doesn't seem as reliant on the violence and the blood and the gore as much as kick-ass. No, does. no, no, not at all. This one is, is about just kind of the adventure and uh, the adventure yes. of Midnight Tiger. It's more about, like, Gavin being trying to be better than the superhero team that they, you know, that everybody kind of looks up to. He wants to do what's really right. Like, exactly. You know, destroying aliens. I mean, it's, it's all great and stuff like that. Like it's great looking on the outside, you know, and protecting, you know, right, from, from an right. outside. But when, when you're not, when you're kind of putting yourself away from what you're really fighting for, it, exactly. that's where you're really creating more problems. Exactly. It's actually very political now that I think about it that way. <laughs> there, there are many political things. And it also, I, I mean, I was even seeing uh, references to X-Men in this too, but the world that they live in refer to those people that have those superpowers as amps. Yeah. So you're seeing... Amplified humans. Amplified humans, basically. So you are seeing that there is definitely a, a, a delineation between people who accept these people that have powers and those that may not so much. Because it almost seems like the the term "amp" is almost like a derogatory term to me, in my opinion. What do you think? Um, it, se- it seemed derogatory the way it, it came out to me. Like you know, that's to say, "Ooh, he's an amp." Yeah, better watch yeah, out for absolutely. Him. Um, I mean, I think they don't really know what else to say. You know, when you have people who are just so powerful. And, oh yeah, and, you know, definitely. Like everybody knows their powers. Like, oh, this guy can move mountains, but you know, he's not doing anything to help thieves. Um, yeah, exactly. Which is kind of another line in the. I don't know if that's a direct quote, but uh, they're. Yeah, I think it can be used as derogatory, but I think that's what they also want to be. You know, kind of known as. Um, yeah, exactly. It's like maybe. Yeah, it may that may have been the intent, but you know what? It's also something maybe that the ones with the powers kind of wear with pride. It's almost like you know. It's almost like, you know, if anything, it's almost kind of like the same term as geek. 
It's like it's something that was originally just awarded as an, a derogatory term for someone like us. Yeah, we wear it with pride nowadays. Yeah. But, you know, it, that's just how it is. Well, so. we also just don't know too much because, um, like we said before, this is not an ongoing uh, series as well. Yeah. We d- there is, uh, if you did listen to the last episode, of course, we did have some more news. Uh, we will see more Midnight Tiger. Uh, there is life with it. Uh, so, so issue four should be out relatively soon. I know he's working on a bunch of other things right now. Yeah, but exactly. uh, so keep checking out Action Lab. Uh, they're gonna have a whole thing where they're bringing in basically all the characters together, which is what we were teased at the end. That's of what we were teased two. at the end of it. This Justice League like this, this Justice League like team of bringing it all together, and that was what really got me on edge toward the end of it. I mean, I'm seeing all these characters, and pretty much you're going like, oh my god, oh my god, and that out of nowhere it just pretty much ends. It's like no. Well, it sucks because like you know he's meeting up with his friend, and um, we don't really know too much about her. I mean, there there is. Like, um, because it is a smaller production, you know, a smaller uh, comic book uh, publisher, it's, yeah. you know, we, we don't, you know, they have to kind of sell the story really quickly. Yeah, sure. Um, Definitely. So we don't really have too much character development minus Midnight Tiger hitting his dad. No. And I guess a little bit of lion, you know, lion blood. I mean, he, yeah, he, well, obviously, even though yeah. he is an amp, he does care. Sure. Which is cool. We get just, you know, the little bit that he's in the comic book. So, which, which kind of makes, you know, the uh, these heroes a little bit more... Um, you know, just relatable, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, especially when it comes to the female and everything, because it seems like she's almost like a Mary Jane. She's possibly could be a Mary Jane to this Gavin character. I mean, that's how she's seeming to me right now. I mean, at least that's the impression well, that I got. I think he got. said that she's cute, but I think he's all... What I think is, I don't think she's going to be a love interest. And if she is, I mean, that's cool. Yeah, but remember... But I think when she, because uh, he does kind of fight with himself. He's like, wait, wait, why am I saying she's cute? We've been, we've been friends for this long. Yeah, I but remember, that's how it started between Mary Jane and Peter Parker, too. He that's true. He didn't originally see her as a love interest either, so... That's true, but so. I, I, I would like it. I think it would be cool, though, if he's just like, no, I, I can't let this whole hero thing get to my head. I can't think of myself as, like, you know, being able to do whatever I want and get whoever I want. Well, it's, it's the classic, you know, with great power comes great responsibility kind of argument really it's like you know just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something yeah and i, I would love it if there's a superhero who just like absolutely 100 percent refuses to be with anybody i mean you get kind of the question but then of course you know with the animated series they, they put them with with uh with huntress oh yeah yeah well there's a yeah i, I guess there is always going to be that appeal of the of the character who just well technically we already do have it dude we have batman you know, he, he's the loner. He, he's oh, the loner. come on. He's had Talia. He's had Catwoman. He's had... Emotion, but emotionally, he's never given himself fully to any female. A little bit to Talia. He was... He, he was That's he, about the closest that he ever came. That's about the closest he ever came. And frankly, at that point, uh, you, you can also tell... Mickey Vale. I no, I, I really don't think so, dude. Oh. I mean, I, I think it was just a passing interest, really, with Vicky Vale. But, you know, yeah, you can make the argument Talia Al Ghul and all that, but I, I don't know... It, if, but yeah, I guess I guess in a way you can say maybe he did, but I don't know. I think someone it'd be cool. who's completely de- uh, detached from trying to have any kind of rem- romantic interest whatsoever. I think it'll be really cool though, if um, like you know, he finds it cute, but he never acts on it. He's like, no, I can't really do this and do everything that Spider Man does not do in the comics. <laughs> oh it's, yeah, it's kind of an internal demon, and it's kind of what he strives for. He's like, no, I gotta right. make sure every. Okay. Or like, um, it could be like one of the like uh, like a manga series where it's just like uh, that I read called Bakuman. It's like, no, I have to do exactly what I'm set out for, right? And right. then I will, and then I will profess my love, or then I will get. Then married. I'll have fun. Later. Um, in Bakuman, he's like, okay, I'll get married to you. Well, when you become a voice actress and I become a com- a um, a manga creator, 
and uh, <laughs> a professional manga writer. Okay. I, I think it would be awesome in this situation. He's yeah. just like, you know, I won't tell her I love her until the city is safe in, again. In, until the crusade is over, basically. Which is so cool. I think, I don't know. That, that would actually be pretty good, actually, if he did that. I think that would be awesome if they did But that. we don't know what's going to go on. And uh, Ray, Ray is a very bright guy and a very oh. great storyteller, so it's going to be a... Uh, it's going to be really interesting, and I cannot wait to read more. I, I know. really, really yeah, do love Yeah, this. yeah, As soon as you listen to this, Ray, we want to hear more, so we hope you're hard at work just bringing out more of that world to us. But um, one character um, that I was particularly fond of was P. Stone, the leader of the gang that, yeah. su- that summoned forth the lightning and everything. Yeah. That made me think, oh, my gosh, that's a total Black Lightning reference right there. That was just so <laughs> cool. Black Lightning reference was so awesome. Yet at the same time, I'm loving how... You're obviously seeing the the influence of gang warfare in this particular community that's going on here as well, which leads back to my old old ideas that this this book really deals with social issues of the day as well, and it's not just about the political, but it's it's down to what Gavin is going through with this particular world that he's in because it's supposed to be Los it's supposed to be part of uh, Los Angeles, I believe. That, oh, okay. that, that, that it's going on so you know you're seeing i kind of saw it as detroit like gotham but never mind yeah exactly it, it, it's it's a very inner urban type atmosphere where things are going on and you know it's an unequal kind of thing because you know he comes from suburbs but maybe someone from another side of town isn't suffering the same dilemma but that's why i love this it's as much a social crusade book as it is a superhero type book in my opinion and that's why i love the institution of the gang kind of thing and the peace stone apparently as head of them all and being the superhero of the, or the super villain rather of the story. That's what really comes out to me. But on the flip side of that, are there any, would you find anything, anything that is kind of lacking in the book? Do you find anything that's kind of like a shortcoming in, in your opinion, Tyler? Um, like I said, uh, it's, it's an, it's a new smaller, um, comic book publisher so obviously character development and kind of uh, going at, at a slow pace well exactly. is not deemed uh, uh very smart to do at the moment so i but right. I, but that's also a complaint that i have with almost every single comic book i've ever read there's yeah. only a good handful that have like for me the pinnacle of storytelling because i love slow i love character development i love internal uh, and uh, you know internal fights i love so in your, um so in your opinion do you think the character development's going too fast right now you think or well i think i, w- I would like to know a little bit more about the uh the friends okay, okay. um maybe uh yeah we yeah I, I we, think, I think yeah we didn't get too much of them i mean we only see uh his friend like argue with him about over the video game that night before he goes storming off and the female friend we don't see too much about her as well yeah um, I, I think I would like to, you know, to see for or to kind of know for a fact, d- does the mother's death really bother Gavin or not? Um, but like I said, yeah. as a, as a series goes on, all the questions will get answered. And like that's what always happens in comic books. But um, of course, you know, with indie comics, you know, sometimes they just don't have that luxury. And I completely understand that. And oh, it, of course. It's not a fault. So I don't have anything negative to say. Um, I just want more. My, my yeah. the only negative thing is, is that. Action Lab should be making this a monthly uh, comic book, and they should really be pushing this comic because it's that it's that great. Like I said, I don't want. I, I'm not trying to knock down the story, um, the storytelling. No, it, it's, not it's at all. It's great, and especially for it being a new comic or new and smaller comic book publisher. Um, I, I just I think they should push it. And I think it should be a monthly uh, comic book because it is really, really good. And all these questions I have, I definitely want to be answered, and I uh, exactly. definitely will be checking it out. So, 
Yeah, I mean, the only thing I can kind of say that's, I guess, relatively negative is the fact it's like, I want more story. <laughs> I exactly. want more answers. Uh, I I want more because it really, really is that good. Um, I like it. Uh, I don't think uh, um, the dialogue, it, it does a really good job. Uh, found a couple typos, but of course you find that in everything. You I mean, find that in anything. Oh my yeah, God, yeah, DC exactly. Marvel. I mean, there's so many. So oh many. yeah, you find um, that all the time. <laughs> I I I really can't say anything negative, you know. I just I really really want more, and I want I want more character development, um, which you get with more and more, uh, yeah issues. So it's that's that's just what's gonna happen. So I can't, you know, it's not a negative thing. It can't be because also you're also limited with comic books. You only get so many panels. You only get so many pages. That's true. You only get so much to work with. The artist is only so good as the tools that they're given. Yeah. So you know so, what? I don't know. Do, do you have any anything? Well, I'll tell you right now, my, mine kind of borders on your same kind of argument right there. It's like, I can't really have anything really to say as far as a harsh criticism of the story because we don't have enough of it for me to really make that kind of decision yet. So I think in my opinion, I'm kind of in the same boat with you. The only thing that I can say is the shortcoming is I want more story. I mean, I want like a full, I, I want to see the full arc of how this goes on because we obviously are three issues in and yet... You know, we want to see more of what's going to uh, lay out with that, especially yeah. when it comes to like the mother and everything. I mean, I was thinking the whole time, would it not be a great irony or some kind of ode to some something or other that if the mother had died from one of these uh, amped supervillains of this city or something like that? See, I would have. I just want to. I want a superhero whose you know parent dies from just natural causes and they basically were suffering. They're like, yeah, my. My parents are. My mom's dead. Like you know, she suffered, and I didn't want. We didn't want her to suffer anymore. So it could be. It could be gone. any like, of a number of ways. In other words, there are a whole lot of uh, of unanswered questions that you really have from reading these first three issues. He and doesn't I, seem like the. Like, and that's what I like about Gavin way more than. I mean, I like his character. I would rather read Midnight Tiger than I would Spider Man. Like hands down. I really. Yeah. I. He's not. It seems like, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Dick Grayson sometimes, you know, thinks about his dead parents because obviously they were killed like right in front of him. And that's kind of traumatic. But h him and Dick just don't really like dwell on it. They no, were like, they you don't. know what? Like, I, I want to do better. You know, they don't, these, they don't, these they don't let it get them down. These superheroes in the sky aren't on the ground. And that's not right. And then, uh, and then he finally gets the opportunity and he's like, cool, I'm doing this, like straight up like. The moment he got powers, he's like, "All right, I'm going to cosplay. <laughs> I, exactly. need a cosplay. I, need, I need a costume. He's right like, I need a now. costume. Yeah, I know. Um, he just which, went right to it. Which is unlike you know most other comic book origins. You know, um, more you know others. You know, characters will just go out, do the vigilante thing, and beat up some people, and be like, "Yeah, I got the rush. Like, I have to do this." And it's kind of you know, it's it's kind of uh, self indulging. This way, it's he's like, "I can finally do this one thing I've been thinking. Like, I can finally make make a right. Like, this is this is great. Like, this is it's more for him than anything." So yeah. But you know what? He's also conscious of the fact that with these powers, he has to be smart about them. Because I remember that one scene where he is uh, saving the life of the school janitor in that alleyway against yeah. those two yeah. guys. Yeah, he's like, he, said, he, he punches them. He's like, God, that wasn't like, smart of me. If I had done any harder, I could have killed them or yep, something like exactly. that. So he is very conscious of the fact that he has these powers, but he has to use them in a wise way. Ray, you've done, you've created a great character. You really have, you really have Ray. We, we cannot stress enough how great this character is. And just like Tyler said, we want more. We got to have more. Yeah. Th that's, um, that's just how it is. You know, I, I, I always want something different and this is something that's very different, uh, especially with indie comics. As much as I love reading different stories, um, I really want a very strong, a very cool, 
main character. Like we got, we have, um, we have Aspen and Fathom, who's a fantastic character. Amelia Cole and Amelia Cole. Um, yep. We we have some great ones. Um, you know, and uh, Midnight Tiger is so great. Gavin is such a great, interesting character, and it's only been three issues. Uh, yeah. And and one of them is a number zero. Exactly. It's you a teaser. Get, yeah. Zero zero issues are just awesome for that sort I, of thing. I do want to talk about so. Midnight Tiger, if you're going to go in and read it, since we're not really, you know, it's, you definitely should jump in. Um, it's four ninety seven for all three issues on Comixology Yeah, on right Comixology, now. because the first, the first two are, I believe, only 99 cents. Yes. But the, th but issue number two is one ninety nine. But fortunately, you got them on a day they were a sale. So you, you, you had, yeah, I, you I got them for a little were, bit less. Yeah, they were all 99 cents for yeah, some they reason. Were all, yeah, it just depends on a day. Sometimes they have like it a is, sale kind of issue, but if still. Yeah. Four ninety seven for three comics, people. Essentially, if you broke that down, that's still less than what you would pay for a typical price in your either your local comic shop or even a retail store, for that matter. It's it, it's cheaper. It really is. If you like comics and you're looking for something uh, different, and you're looking for kind of a really cool new character that you kind of want to follow, especially once you're able, once the the availability is there, if you just want to read three comics real quick, buy buy them. Uh, Midnight Tiger from Action Lab on Comicsology, four ninety seven. That's a that's yeah. a price for one and a half comic books in, from a store. It's nothing. And it's not even that. Less than five bucks. Not even that for those that or for or if you want to put it into another perspective right here, four ninety seven is about the price of a venti sized coffee from Starbucks, people. <laughs> and that's something that well, you know, if we if we are going to just be a little lewd here for a minute, you're going to be you're going to be wasting away in your bathroom in like a couple of hours. Yeah, five dollars for something that you waste away in a couple of hours, or something that will last in your Kindle or your computer for as long as you want it. It's right there, and you'll always be able to have access to it. Yeah, um, I want to talk about his powers, just in case if it is a character. Yeah, what kind of powers does Gavin so have? His powers are enhanced strength, which is two tons. He can right. lift up two tons. Yeah, which is interesting. Uh, he has speed and agility. He has reflexes. And he has heightened his uh, he has heightened senses. Uh, I think of sight and sound. Yeah. Um, and then he has uh, fast healing, so he's kind of a super soldier. Yeah. So you see, kind of a little of the Wolverine and Deadpool kind of. He thing does with bleed him right though. There. When he gets shot, he, he does, does bleed. He does bleed. Unlike Captain America, right? Captain America doesn't really bleed too much. Yeah, we don't see too much blood out of old Cap. Yeah. But yeah. When, when he got shot, there was a, there was a pretty much a good. The, amount thing, of blood. the thing is, it's not super regenerative healing like like Wolverine. Like the minute he gets hurt, like the minute it starts to already patch up and everything, it's like it takes a little bit more time for Gavin yeah. to heal up. But he does heal up. That's his, the important thing. Yeah. His amp, um, his amp power basically is derived from kind Lion. of uh, of like a, a feline. So well, he does have Lion's retractable blood, yeah. claws. Yeah. Um, now, since we haven't gotten too far with the storytelling, we don't know if it's part of the costume or if it's from him because they are retractable from his toes as well. Right. I'm probably thinking it's going to be from the costume. It's possible. I, I, it's most likely from the costume because they didn't really make that clear if that was part of his particular amp power. But I mean, look at Spider-Man. We didn't get yeah. like the whole specifics of his, you know, of his suit for years years i yeah. mean what was it with the whole thing with harry creating the web slingers for him like exactly that i mean, I mean that, that that was years and years of development in the marvel in the marvel world in the 60s and 70s before we came to have the character that we know as spider-man yeah so um and this is only three issues people like we said it's only three issues we've gotten here so there's a lot of development and a lot of ways we could be using gavin here but, we, ju we just got to have more opportunity but we actually have a lot like he 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 shows initiative which is what i love 
Yes. No, he's not. He doesn't just wait around and like he's like, you know what? I I have this. I'm gonna start doing something now and get you know and see what it's like. And yet at the same time, he also is willing to show discretion. Yeah, willing to show discretion in using his powers right there, which is something that you don't technically hear from people like that all the time. So this is something that I highly recommend that you get to reading, people. Midnight Tiger. Now, thanks for tuning in. You can check out our other shows and offerings on iTunes and visit our new website, GrandGeekGathering.com. Go ahead and subscribe, rate, and review us. We love comments, questions, and requests. Email us at GrandGeekGathering at gmail.com. To stay updated, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and we also stream on Twitch.tv. To find Midnight Tiger, check out Comixology. We highly support local businesses. And by the way, it's Action Lab is the particular imprint that uh, Midnight Tiger does on behalf of Ray Anthony Height, who, who does the issues. Yep. And we highly support local businesses. Music is provided by bensound.com. And now this show has been brought to you by the Grand Geek Gathering Network. Join the gathering. Have a wonderful weekend. GGG! Go back and listen to the interview with Ray Anthony Hype for basically the future of Midnight Tiger. Exactly. And go to and please go to Comicsology. Enjoy Midnight Tiger, people.